Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 165. And today, guess what? We're going back to basics. I'm going to share with you seven tips for finding products with no tools required. That's right. You heard that. No tools required. I want to share with you these tips because I use these tips for brainstorming and discovering products and markets that you may not even be aware of, and it's a really, really great exercise to do. So I'm going to share them with you today. Now, before we do jump in, I wanted to remind you that we're now offering transcripts for each episode. So if you wanted to download the transcripts, you can do so by heading over to the blog and then typing in the episode. So in this case, it would be theamazingseller.com forward slash 165. Now, in this particular episode, I wanted to also give you a cheat sheet. So you can also download the product discovery cheat sheet that will go along with this episode. So you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 165 to download that. Now, I have to say, if you guys could just see me right now, I'm like fired up. Um, like I know you guys are saying, well, Scott, you seem like you're always fired up. And I get so many people, especially when I'm doing like a Periscope and stuff, they're like, Scott, man, you just you give me that energy. And if you guys could see me, my hands are like going 100 miles an hour. Um, I'm not standing up, which I'm going to be experimenting with that too because I do... I like to stand and I don't like to sit all day. And uh, when I'm sitting at the computer, I, I just seem to move around a lot. So um, I'm going to be working on possibly doing like a stand-up desk at my next home office, which will be coming here, well, in the next several months. I, like, what, June 30th-ish is when we're supposed to go to South Carolina and move. Uh, for, for those of you that don't know and uh, you know have heard me talk about that, we're moving to South Carolina. But anyway, the reason why I'm really fired up too is I forgot to mention the one-year anniversary of the Amazing Seller Podcast. And that was February 4th. I missed it. Right now, it is uh, second week in February, depending on when this is airing and depending on when you guys are listening. But February 4th, 2015, was the very first episode that I recorded of the podcast. And I had no idea what was going to you know, come from it. I just was doing it to really flush out what I was doing and also connect with other like-minded people and hopefully be able to rub elbows with other successful people. And I think you guys can see now looking back on that year, it's all been pretty much accomplished. And, uh, you know, I just had no idea. And again, it's one of those things that, you know, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? And I'm so glad that I did because I've met so many awesome people and including you that are listening right now. I mean, you guys are awesome and I appreciate each and every one of you. And I mean, I just want to share some of these numbers with you really, really quickly because it's just overwhelming for me in a sense. I mean, in a good way. But since we launched February 4th, 2015, the podcast, we've had 2,300,000 downloads to date. Last month in January, we had 275,000 downloads, which is just incredible, right? So I just wanted to share those numbers with you and let you know that you guys are just totally awesome. The Facebook community, we started again with zero people, and now there is up over 23,000 in the TAS community, and we kind of refer to ourselves as TASers. Well, you know, it's just awesome. I mean, I just, I can't believe it, and if you guys have not connected over there, definitely check out the Facebook group. You can uh, request to join over there at theamazingseller.com forward slash F as in Frank, B as in boy, and uh, yeah, just 
just check it out. I mean, there's a ton of great information there and just people sharing their, their stories and, you know, their ups and their downs and their celebrations and all of that stuff. And I want to share one with you right now that I just went here. I just, this was posted February 6th and it was from David J. Schwartz. So David, if you are listening, I'm going to give you a great big high five and then we're going to jump up and we're going to, you know, give another high five. And I mean, what you shared is amazing. And I want to share that with the, uh, the TAS podcast listeners right now because you shared this in the group and I think it's amazing. So here, I'm going to read this what, and it's not that long, but I'm going to read it and I'll share what the screenshot said, but it says, Hey guys, so I wanted to reach out to everyone to introduce myself. I've been listening to the podcast since episode one. I have spent the last year grinding on my own, keeping my head down and doing what I needed to do to grow. This day, a year ago, my brand started live on Amazon. This is my sales from the last year. Thank you, Scott, for the information you have provided. I brought on a partner in August and I can't, and I can say it was the best thing I have done. 40 new SKUs have just hit the, um, the final count, eight parents and five children. This is, this is way more than a private label to, to me. This is a brand. I hope I can provide value and give back the way so many others have done for me. I look forward to getting to know you all better. And that was posted by David J. Schwartz. And his screenshot, by the way, was $283,119.64. 15,186 units ordered, and the average sale order was $22.14. So, man, oh man, David, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you, and uh, I'm so thankful that you're sharing it and uh, not staying behind the scenes, so to speak, because this is for people that are out there struggling, just getting started. It's just great to be able to have someone like you come on here and then just explain how the group has helped you, how the podcast has helped you and how you've taken action. And hey, you know what? Maybe reach out to me and maybe we can have you on the on the podcast. That would be awesome. So uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, reach out. Maybe we can set that up. All right, guys, enough celebrating, right? We got to get to work. Uh, and what we got to do here is talk about the basics, right? The basics of finding products and not really relying on tools. I got to be honest, guys, when I first started, when I first started, I didn't have a tool to use really, right? There was nothing designed and created like Jungle Scout. Now, don't get me wrong. We're going to go to Jungle Scout. And I did episode 161, which you're probably going to want to listen to after you listen to this one, because that is all about product research again and finding products and using Jungle Scout and kind of like what we look for. But in this case, it's kind of like going back to basics and understanding how it all works, but then also not just going after, you know, like a product, but actually looking at a market. I think if you want to build a long-term business, you need to find a market that you can serve. That's really the goal here, okay? Because we don't want to just find a product and then have to go find another product in a whole nother brand or in a whole nother market. We want to be able to serve the same market. And as we move forward, and you guys are going to see, I'm going to start getting big into this myself, and I'm going to start sharing it with you guys, but start building an email list in the market and actively going after that, going after the outside traffic, but getting them on an email list first to then uh, show them the products that I have for sale in my brand. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to share with you what I'm doing and why it's so important. But right now, to not get overwhelmed with that stuff, but to understand you need to be thinking about a market. Okay, and I'm going to give you some exercises here on what you can, you can do this stuff, right? You can take action with this. You don't need any tools to do it. 
All you need is yourself, maybe a pad and paper. Uh, that's really it. That's all you need. And you need, you know, to be able to, you know, get yourself to where you need to go. That's it, right? You just need to be able to, to just move. All right. And take action. All right. So when selecting products, okay, you need to, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to say this again because I want you to really, really sink in. You need to think about the market that you could potentially be serving. So I'm going to give you some examples, right? If you're thinking about selling a golf bag, right? Who are you going to sell that to? Are you going to sell it to just anyone? Any random person? No, you're going to sell it to a golfer. Do you think that we can create an email list with some tips and with like, you know, different things that a golfer would be interested in that they would want to uh, read because you can help them with certain things? Now, you may be saying, well, Scott, I'm not an expert in this stuff. You don't have to be. You just need to be an expert at finding the people and then you can hire people to create content if you want to. You can hire people to actually do most of the work for you. You just need to understand that you're serving this market. And the golfer could be, if you wanted to niche it down, it could be men golfers, right? Or it could be women or women golfers, right? So it can you can niche it even down even further. But I just want you to understand and kind of get that concept. Like you're not just you're not just selling a golf bag and then you're gonna go, oh, what else is selling? Oh, there's a garlic press selling too. Oh, good. I'm gonna start selling that. Oh wow, look at there's an opportunity over here. If you can focus and find the product that that will serve a market and then find the other products that'll serve the market, your job will become easier because number one, when we start building either a Facebook community, a Facebook page, a group, or an email list, we can start to understand our market or we can go in to other established markets like Facebook groups. There are a ton of them out there. Just search in what you're looking for, golf, and you'll find a ton of golf groups where people are in there talking about golf, talking about their problems, talking about what they want to improve, talking about their new products. Um, I'm getting a little excited here, aren't I? You guys can tell, right? I, I'm so passionate about finding a market and then serving that market and it becomes so much easier and then you're also building a brand that you then could take off Amazon, build an email list, take it off Amazon, start running external ads to an e-commerce store, start using content marketing. There's a whole bunch more that you can do and so many people in the digital world are doing this but they're not doing it in the physical product space. They should be, okay? So that's the golfer. Okay, that I was, that's a market, right? A golfer. Uh, fisherman, right? If you're a fisherman, right, you're going to be into fishing. So if you sell fishing lures, don't you think that a fisherman would be probably someone that you could market other products to other than fishing lures? What about like rubber worms? What about uh, fishing line? What about, uh, I don't know, a net? What about, you know, all of these different things that a fisherman would be interested in, you could sell them, but you need to understand that that's a market, okay? It's not just a product. If you want to sell a golf club, but then you also want to sell a fishing net, that doesn't go together, right? And it's going to be a lot harder for you to go down that path. My personal opinion, okay? I think it's going to be easier for you to build something where you can serve more to that market, okay? Now, I'm not getting into the seven steps, by the way, yet, okay? We're going to, or the seven tips here, I'm going to get to them. These are just random thoughts that I'm just throwing out there because I want you to understand that we're going after a market. Another idea would be a hunter, right? If someone's into hunting, well, we can create a community or an email list around hunting. Women's makeup, right? So that's not necessarily like, you know, like you would say, well, how could you build a group? There's a lot of women that have YouTube channels that are have a huge following for makeup tips. Well, don't you think if you had makeup tips, 
you could probably sell how to you know the the um, different accessories for makeup not even just the makeup you could sell like uh you know just different things like lipstick holder or you could you know some type of eyeliner you know thing majig i don't i don't put on eyeliner you you women know what i'm talking about uh you know so there's things that in that market if you had makeup tips or makeup content well, and you had an email list of women that were interested in this, don't you think it'd be easier to sell a product to them, you know, or find products to sell because you're going to have more, uh, you know, more of a concentrated base, right? Uh, coffee, if people are like into coffee or, you know, or, uh, you know, like the espressos, um, if they're a fanatic at that, I know a lot of people in tea, you know, like press tea and all that stuff. It's a big market, Right. So you could be into, uh, or you could have a group that's all into these, you know, high-end coffees. And if in the high-end coffee market, like espressos and all that stuff, there's expensive stuff that goes along with that. Accessories, there's machines, there's all of that stuff. Well, that's a conversation. Or it could be a new coffee recipe every day that you you experiment with. I'll, I'll never forget it. I was doing a job for a guy. This is going way back. This is going back like 15 to 17 years ago. I was doing a job for a guy and I thought it was kind of uh, kind of funny at the time. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, it was kind of cool. But he would get all of these different blends of coffee from different parts of the world and then he would make up his own concoctions. And he, he let us try them and stuff and he'd mix them. He goes like, this is a little bit of Hawaiian something or another. And this one here is a little bit of Jamaican. And he was just a fanatic about about it. Well, now with the online space, that's even come become even bigger, right? And and even more, uh, you know, people can find each other and then they can share these different recipes, right? So don't you think that those people might be interested in, in coffee stuff or things, you know, that could go along with that market? Um, grilling, another one, right? If you're a grill master, right? You've got someone that's a, a big barbecuer that likes to use briquettes, Right now, if you don't know what briquettes are, those those little charcoal things that you cook on, right? I like cooking on them in the summer too. The problem with them though is is it takes a lot longer. Not really a problem if you have about four hours to cook. I like it with you know have a little beer, you know, and I don't drink much, guys. I don't want you guys thinking I'm I'm this guy that's out there drinking all the time. But if I'm out in the backyard, hot summer day, we're grilling, just gonna relax, you know, have a have a nice uh, beer and you know just relax, company talking. That's fun, right? Well. You could have people that are really into that. I got a buddy of mine that's a an avid griller and he's and he's grilling on like this different apple wood and this different, you know, type of seasoned wood, right? Those people are fanatics about it. You could offer spices and rubs, certain types of briquettes. You could you know, different uh, screen that goes over top of the of the of the uh, the grate so they don't so it doesn't fall through or Whatever, right? I don't know much about that market, but I do know that my buddy's always talking about the certain wood that he just got, these little wood chips that go on there and they give it a different flavor, right? And then there's spices and rubs and you could have a, you could have a page and I know there's a big outfit out there. I forget the name of them, but, um, they do that. They have like an Instagram page and they always put out these new, these new rubs that they're, they're coming up with, but then they show you a recipe using the rub. Well, what do you think that people are following that are going to do? They're going to want to buy the rub or the spices, right? So again, we're talking about a market. So if you can start to think about markets, okay, and again, I'm going to give you some exercises that might pull this from you without you even having to try. Uh, well, you have to try. You actually got to physically think about it. But the one thing that you want to think about, though, as far as a market, okay, and this is like just a couple of things to just keep in mind. Ask yourself this question. Could you create a Facebook group around this market? So if you're thinking about selling, let's say, a fishing pole, is there a market around that? And you would say, yes, there is. People that fish, there's avid fishermen that that they have tournaments for that, right? So that there could become a Facebook group. 
you could have a Facebook group and start to build that up or an email list, right? Then you could also ask yourself, can you create a product line of at least five products in this market? So let's go back to the fisherman. Could you have multiple products? Of course you could, right? Like I just said, rubber worms, lures, fishing line, uh, you know, fishing net. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other things. If Just look at a tackle box. Open up a, a tackle box. There you go. A small tackle box, big tackle box. You have all of these different things, right? Well, that particular uh, market could definitely have more than one product. So you want to think about those things because that'll also let you know and kind of validate that it's a market that people are actually buying stuff. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into these seven tips that I want to give you. Okay. And again, these are actionable things. These are things that you can go through and just complete these exercises and then just let the thoughts and let what you see dictate the outcome. Okay. And then afterwards, you can kind of look at it a little bit closer. But right now, I want you to write this stuff down physically. I want you to get a pen and paper and write it down. Again, like I said, guys, we're going back to basics. Let's not concentrate on our phones or any type of app. Let's use a good old-fashioned pen and paper, all right? So number one, and this is something that I talk about in my workshop, and I talk about it in my class, and I talk about to anybody that I meet, the very first thing that I always tell people to do is do your own personal daily touch list, okay? And what that is is when you get up in the morning, when your feet hit the floor, start writing down every single thing that you touch. Every single thing that you touch, you write it down. As silly as it may seem, as silly as it may seem, okay? Write that down all the way through your day. Take a little notepad with you. Go into a, a you know, whatever, Walmart or, you know, your, your local drugstore or whatever. Go in there and buy a little tiny notebook. That's your assignment. I want you to go get a little notebook if you don't have one at the house right now. A little one. That one that you can almost keep in your back pocket. Okay? That's your new iPad. <laughs> All right? That's your funny joke. We did that at Christmas time for my daughter last year because she, my youngest, she wanted an iPad. So we we put like this little sticker of an I and then a pad and then we gave her an iPad. Um, she didn't think it was that funny. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so number one, daily touch list. Do this exercise, guys. Do it for a day. Do it for two days. Come back and do it in a month. Try to make that something you'll do monthly, right? You're going to be surprised on what may change in your daily life that might trigger something, okay? Now, number two, we're going to move on to your passions, your problems, and your hobbies. So, for example, I'm going to give you four of mine right now that come straight to mind. Bowling. That's a passion of mine. You guys might not know that of me, but my family are big bowlers. I haven't bowled in a league in a while, but my father, you know, was a very good bowler. My, my, um, my father's brothers were good bowlers. Even his sister was a very good bowler, over 200 average bowlers. Um, you know, and I was bowling with my father in a league when we were working together and we both carried a two, like a 210, uh, 220 average, which that's pretty good in bowling, right? So I'm a, I'm an avid bowler. Um, we go bowling, uh, sometimes on Sundays, the family. I love it. Love the sport, okay? So that's a passion of mine, okay? I cannot get sick of that. It's just fun. I enjoy it, right? Another one is darts. I love darts. I actually have a board downstairs in our basement with the wooden darts. Remember the old wooden darts, right? So that's another hobby. That's a passion, um, and, and it's a hobby. So we could call, we could say, uh, you know, bowling is a passion, uh, you know, or it's a hobby, either one, all right? Basketball. I'm into basketball right now. I love basketball. I love it. The most, the most reason why I love basketball is my son's playing right now at a competitive level. He's a senior in high school. We actually got a game tonight 
And I'm really excited about it. My wife and I are very competitive. We love sports. We've been watching our kids through sports since they were little. And it's just exciting, right? So basketball, right? Coffee. You guys know I love coffee. Okay, I just finished a cup. I love coffee. I could get into that, that, uh, that uh, you know, experimental tasting stuff in coffee. I would love that, okay? Moving, okay? And why am I saying moving? Well, it's kind of an issue right now for us, right? Because we're going to be moving. I got to start thinking about moving stuff. Like, what do I need for when I move? I need boxes. I need labels. Um, I need to hire maybe a moving company, right? So these are things. Again, guys, I'm flushing out things that are coming right to mind for me. Bowling, basketball, coffee, moving, right? I just kind of threw those things out there. There's so many more. So your passions, your problems, your hobbies, start going through them. The other part of this exercise that I'd like to see you do is then rewind, go back in time and what were your passions, your problems, your hobbies as you were, you know, when you were a kid, when you were growing up, right? Go back in, in time. Or maybe look at your kids. Again, I could do that with my son right now. He's big into sneakers. He's a 17-year-old kid. Sneakers now are a huge thing. Huge. People are spending tons of money. They're trading them. They're they're going uh they're going into dead stock, where now all of a sudden, if they're in dead stock, they're worth more because now they're not in production anymore. I mean, it's a whole thing, right? So I could go into that, you know, start looking at sneaker stuff, right? And, uh, and you know, all that stuff. So again, tapping into your kids, if you have kids, is another thing you can do, all right? And again, I said coffee and then moving, right? Those are just a few things, right? There's a bunch more that I could write down on my list, and I have, okay? So that's number two. It's an important one, okay? Number three, browse eBay, HSN, Home Shopping Network, QVC, Amazon, and just get ideas, don't go there thinking that you're looking for a product. Just go there and just, just kind of randomly go, right? Go to eBay, see what pops out at you. See what is their trending thing. What is, what is their top seller? What is, like, what is on that front page that they're trying to pull your attention to? Those are like the most, you know, the things that are on the surface that you can see. And then you can start drilling down and just go in there without really having any type of market or product in mind and just see where you end up. And then make notes through this process. Okay. So that's a, that's an easy one to do. They are, they are website, they are, you know, places that people are going there to buy stuff. It's a search engine for buyers. Okay. Just like I said, Amazon is the biggest search engine for buyers. Google is the biggest search engine for uh, finding information, right? QVC is all designed for people to sell products and buyers to buy them. HSN, same thing, and eBay, same thing, and there's other ones. Go to Sears.com. You can find them there. Um, you know, there's a bunch, right? So just go and start playing around there and start getting ideas, okay? That's all we're, we're in like discovery stage right now, like idea stage, and that we can look at markets and all of that stuff, all right? Number five, or number, I'm sorry, number four, I skipped ahead there. Number four is your good old-fashioned big box stores, okay? Go to Target, Go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot, go to any of the big stores out there, all right? Go to Kohl's if you have one of them in your area, right? Because here's the thing, they organize those stores into markets or into categories, right? So if you go into, I'm thinking about Target right now. If I walk into Target, I'm going to go in there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang a left, and all of a sudden I see a whole bunch of end caps too, by the way, right? I got all these end caps by the registers. Why are those things there? Because that's where people visit. There's the traffic flow, Right? Pay attention to those things. Is there something there that's trending right now that's hot? Make note of it, right? 
keep keep walking down a little bit, we go into the beauty area. We go into, you know, like uh, care, skin care. We go into men's uh, care with shaving and that type of stuff. And then women's, you know, makeup. And so you have all that stuff. It's all organized for us. It's all there. Walk down a little bit further, make a right or in one of those lanes there, one of those aisles. You've got office products, office goods. And you go down a little bit further, we got kitchen stuff. And we go down a little bit further, we got, uh, I don't know what's next. We got sporting goods. Uh, then we've got electronics. And then we've got, you know, uh, maybe you got a seasonal area, right? So you got all of these things that are all organized for us. We can walk up that aisle and everything is at our disposal of people that are purchasing in this market, okay? So again, things are there for us. We just want things that are so easy that are like, all right, Scott, tell me, what product should I sell? Like that's what everyone wants, right? I mean, you just, it's just not possible, right? But you can do the work and this isn't hard work. It's just being, you know, aware and, and making notes as you're going through this, all right? So big box stores, take a trip to one of those or two of them or three of them and make it an afternoon. Go there with you and your significant other and just have fun, you know? Go there and just be on a mission to just pay attention and see what jumps out at you, all right? So the next one is number five, infomercials. Okay, TV shows, and I'll talk about both of them. They're they're my number five, but infomercials, they're great for a lot of different reasons. Number one, if they're putting money into an infomercial, I have to tell you, they are um, they, they've already tested a lot of if it's going to sell or not. All right, and it may not even be that product that you're going to sell, but it might be that particular market. Okay, because it's usually something that is designed for a market, and it's just helping that market in some way, all right? So just pay attention to those infomercials. You guys may have heard me talk about this, but Danny Brewer, um, and he publicly says this, he found his first product by watching an infomercial, right? So he watched an infomercial, got the idea, went and seen if he could source it. He could, sourced it, now he's selling it. He still sells it to this day, all right? TV shows. I was just recently doing a coaching call with one of my students, and uh, he told me that he found his product by watching one of these home network uh, channels, like a, you know, like a fixer upper show type show. And he's seen something in there that caught his eye. And he's like, I'm going to go check that out. And he checked it out. Now he's sourcing it. All right. So infomercials, TV shows, just be aware. You know, if you're watching a sitcom, look and see what they're doing, where, what they're using. And it might just, it might just stick out to you. I was just actually at my doctor's or my dentist's office the other day. And I seen on the, uh, on the, on the back counter, I seen like, uh, they had, uh, those wipes for your computer screen. And I'm like, huh, that's pretty cool. A business is buying them. That'd be cool to launch a product similar to that because then a company could buy it. So someone who's in charge of buying for all of the dental facilities could possibly buy that. Now, again, that might be a stretch, but I'm just saying it's just an idea, right? Now, don't go out there and run out and start you know, doing these you know, screen wipes or whatever, right? I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is I was paying attention as I'm checking out here and I'm paying my bill I'm looking around. I'm always doing that. And you're going to start to develop this sense and this eye, and you're going to make notes of that. And it could trigger something where you can then think about a market. Now, me personally, I'm not in that field, so I'm going to make note of it. I'll put it on my master list. But right now, that doesn't that doesn't go into the market that I'm serving right now, right? But it doesn't mean that it potentially in the future couldn't if I did a different brand. But the bottom line is, is that I'm paying attention, right? I'm, I'm actually being aware of my surroundings and I'm looking for opportunities, okay? Now, let's move on to number six. Number six, and this is a big one, okay? It's really, really easy. Listen. Listen to people. Listen to friends, family, in the store, in the bank, in the market, 
in the dentist office, wherever, listen, okay? Listen to what people are talking about because they're going to talk about what they did on the weekend. You know, oh, we were we were just out on the boat last weekend and we were water skiing. Oh, wait a minute here. Wait, what did I just hear? Someone was out on the boat and they were water skiing. Hmm, water skiing. Hmm, there's a market for that. Could I serve that market? Would they order something other than just a ski or a kneeboard or a tow rope or, you know, you see what I'm saying, right? That's the process, right? So I just, I just literally picked that from my head too out of nowhere. Um, but you can see what I'm saying. I'm listening to people and actually, you know, I've done that. I've been sitting there in the dentist chair and I'm listening to people talk in the next room over and I can hear them talking and I'm paying attention. Now, does it always come to, you know, something that you could technically, you know, use? No, but you still got to be aware and you'll, you'll be surprised. Do that. You know, spend a day just being very, very aware of what people are talking about and you just listening, just listening in and kind of, you know, eavesdropping, you know? So just do that. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll, you'll be surprised when you start listening to people's conversations. You'll hear about their problems, their struggles. You'll hear about what they're excited about. They'll talk about, uh, you know, what they're working on as far as a new hobby or whatever, right? That stuff is gold. All right. And then you can start drilling down. But the first thing you need to do is start having this, you know, these, these exercise sessions, we'll call them, where you're actually brainstorming and allowing it to come to the surface and then being aware. All right. So that's number six. Listen to people, friends, family, acquaintances, whoever, and do that in the store, the bank, the market, wherever you are, just pay attention. Okay. And the last thing that I want to share with you is number seven, and that is magazines right? Go to the supermarket and look at the rack of all of the magazines. Guess what? All those magazines are usually serving a market. Let's think about this. We've got the avid outdoorsman with hunting, fishing, right? We've got another one with beauty tips, right? For the woman. We've got, uh, well, let's see, we've got maybe even model trains. That's another magazine. We might have another one that's about working out. We might have another one about woodworking, right? So there's all of these different magazines. And guess what? If they're putting a magazine out, there's a market for that. And guess what that market needs? Products, right? So you can look in there and see what they're using, number one, and start to understand that market. Or you can look at the ads that are placed in there because those people are running their ads against their products because people in that magazine that are reading it, the you know, the the readers of that magazine are interested in these products. They've probably done tons of research. They've probably run the ad and they're getting results. So you can get ideas from what the ads are inside the magazine. Brilliant, right? You don't need the internet for that either. You just have to go to the store and look at the magazine rack, pay attention, look through, skim through. If there's a few markets that you're interested in that you want, that you think that you're interested in, maybe you're already interested in in that yourself, then really start to get yourself into that market and how you can serve that market and products that are being served already in that market. Then you can take those ideas and then you can bring them over and start doing the research that we talked about in episode 161 and in episode 56 with Greg Mercer. And then you start using tools. All right. So these right here require no tools other than good old fashioned notepad and a pen. Or like I said, 
your iPad. And the iPad is really just a notepad. That's your pad, okay? Um, you know, I would love it if you would just do this without using any type of electronic device. I think it's better this way. It's kind of old school, but it works. Try it. You know, see what happens, all right? Now, a little bonus exercise here for you. Ask yourself this question. Ask it right now. What have you purchased in the last seven days? Write it all down. You might not even remember until you start thinking about it. What's what's the the things that you've purchased? Were they, you know, different things for your kids? Maybe, you know, I know my son, you know, he needed a new pair of socks the other day for basketball, so we had to go to the sporting goods store and buy some socks, right? There's something we bought, right? So not saying we're going to sell socks, but I can come back to that market, right? We're buying things for my son who's into this thing, and then he's going to need other things. What else have we, have we bought in that? Well, we bought him compression or compression, um, you know, like undergarments. We've bought, um, you know, he needed an ankle brace because his ankle was sprained. Uh, you know, there's all of these different things that he needs because, you know, he's, he's our son. So we're buying this stuff for him because, you know, he's playing a sport, right? So again, ask yourself, what have you purchased in the last seven days? Then take it a step further. What have you purchased in the last 30 days? You may even want to pull up your credit card statement and see because you might not even remember, right? So that's what you want to do. And another part of this exercise would be, what are you looking to buy right now? Are you researching something right now to buy? Are you supposed to be buying something, but you've been putting it off and you got to get to it? I know there's a couple things that I need to buy right now that I've kind of been putting off, but I got to buy them. Um, so I'm going to start you know, probably going over to Amazon in the next couple of days, I'm going to start getting ready to buy it. Well, I'm going to go there and search and I'm going to find my product and I'm going to buy it. So what are you looking to buy right now? Something small. It could be a replacement part for something. Write it down. All right. So that's just a little bonus exercise. What have you purchased in the last seven days? What have you purchased in the last 30 days? What are you looking to buy now? All right. Now, another bonus tip here. This is great if you want to start with maybe like maybe like an idea. So like I said, if we're looking at a fishing pole, let's say, because we're thinking about serving the, the fishing or the fisherman market, right? Um, you could go to Google Keyword Planner. You can go to the Keyword Planner tool, Google, it's free. And then you can search using seed keywords. And what I mean by that is, is that one thing. So if it was the, the fishing pole, right? Or maybe it was, you know, how to catch a bass, right? A certain fish, you would type that in and then you would do a search. And then you're going to also see a lot of searches that could be also additional products, not necessarily the search terms for like just how to do this, but also keyword stuff is going to come up or data is going to come up for things that are related to this as well. And that can also trigger more ideas and even give you, you know, that, that, that answer of are there five products that could be re- released? I mean, usually you know, but this is a good exercise too to kind of dig into the, the, the Google keyword planner and see what comes out from that. All right. So I want to just stress this though, guys. I want you to focus on just ideas right now of markets and products in these spaces, okay, in these different markets that you're thinking about and products, make sure that you're you're also remembering that you want to build out a product line. I say a product line that could be three to five products that will serve a market. All right, and then from here, that's when you'll move on to round two, let's call it, of where you're now drilling down into a market 
or products using a tool like Jungle Scout that we cover in episode 161 and in episode 56. All right, so let's just recap really, really quick, okay? And again, I want to just go back to the very beginning. You're going to be thinking about a market that you could serve with products. I think that's the best thing to do, all right? So let's just kind of cover these seven tips that you can do immediately for finding products without using tools, all right? So one, your daily touch list. Everything you touch, write it down. Two, your passions, your problems, your hobbies, write them down. Three, browse eBay, HSN, QVC, Amazon, Again, these are just for ideas, but write down what happens in maybe an hour window. Go there for an hour, and after an hour, get out, right? Just go in and commit to an hour. Four, big box stores. Look at look and see how they have the store divided up, and you're going to notice that it's by categories. You're going to notice it's by markets, all right? Also, pay attention to the end caps. The end caps are usually where things are, they're, they're items that are selling, right? And they're items that are popular. So look at the end caps. Five, infomercials and TV shows. Watch these and pay attention. Six, listen to people. Listen to your friends, your family, acquaintances, and listen in stores, in the bank, in the market, wherever you are, listen and be aware. And seven, magazines. I think this is a huge one, guys, because these are proven markets. They've created a magazine around this market. Now see what products they are buying, and an easy way to do that is to look at the ads inside for a great a great place to start is looking at those ads because it's a great way for you to know that they're spending money to be in there, so there's already products that are being served to this market. All right, so there's the seven. Now, remember, if you want to download the transcripts for everything that I just covered, I know it was a lot, and you want to download the seven tips that I just gave, the product discovery cheat sheet, you can head over to the show notes, and that is at theamazingseller.com forward slash 165. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 165. All right, guys, I think that uh, you guys have some work to do. You got some homework there. Go through this exercise. Even if you already have products, go ahead and do it. I'm telling you right now, this is something that I do a lot and it definitely helps. So I urge you to do it. All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me and say it loud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.